Sam, uh, um, tonight tonight's music reference is not even for you. It's totally for me. Okay, good. I was uh, out seeing uh, Bob Muldhaw on Valentine's Day because I'm that kind of romantic with my wife. There you go. And uh, all I have to say is all the things I've done before, they just don't concern me anymore. I've seen the error of my oh-so-humble ways. Let's start the show. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League and FA Cup as told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is just simply Samuel Graham. Hey, Sammy, how you doing? Pretty good. Easy today, huh? I'm off the hook. Yeah, you're off the hook. And now, if I remember a Bob Mould fact, but I might be remembering this wrong, wasn't he the one that used to put like meth in in coffee or cocaine inside a coffee and then drink it when he was the lead, uh, front man of the Pixies? Uh, close. You screwed it up right at the end. What? Um, it was Bob was the front man of Husker Du. Oh uh, damn, of, Hus- punk, of Husker Du, yeah, punk yeah, yeah. Band from I, the '90s, and the legend has it when they I wrote the that. when they wrote the great uh, LP. Um, it was actually a three-sided record so there was two sides on one record and once one record had one side and nothing on the other okay and it was a punk rock anthem so they a la like the who which right. is something punk bands never ever would have done got it um the myth well the legend is is that before the recording session they took a gram of crystal meth brewed it in the coffee pot with their coffee drank their coffee turned on their instruments turned on the recording board and 48 hours later Zen Arcade was made. All right. And they just went straight through. (laughs) (laughs) Meth will do that to you. (laughs) We are recording at Studio H, just outside our nation's capital. Uh, You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with your friends. Should you want to chat with us, there's many ways you can. Sammy, tell the good people how they can get in touch with us. Uh, Sure. On social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, we are at Show. Uh, and then do you football show at gmail.com to get in touch uh, via email. Very cool. And uh, I don't want to just leave uh, Bob on a, uh, you know, crystal meth binder. Um, <laughs> he's actually been sober for quite some time. Uh, he, in fact, got sober before Husker Du even broke up. Oh, um, good. And uh, like I said, on Valentine's Day, I went with my lovely bride to go see him play the first night, the opening night of his uh, world tour for his 12th studio solo album. <laughs> That is not record, not including the I think four he did with Sugar in the '90s, and his eight or nine he did with uh, Husker Du. This year, in fact, in Minneapolis, where uh, the band got the start, uh, he will be doing a concert celebrating his 40th year of doing music. And Damn. I was just inspired. It is a 58-year-old man on stage playing in a power trio. And my ears were numb That's by awesome. the end of the show. It was there just, you, go. you know, when when you see bands that go out and just do it to get cash, and you're like, yeah. we saw the Smashing Pumpkins, and they were god awful. So Billy Corgan and a backup, pump- Billy Corgan and a backup pumpkins. band, and they were horrific. But <clears throat> it's just good to see someone who gets it and still loves music. So. I know I'm probably opening myself up for you to intro something with the Smashing Pumpkins, but I cannot stand that band. Love Cherub Rock. I think Cherub Rock's one of the greatest anthems in music. Uh, but, I don't know. But, but after seeing him play live or seeing Billy play live, um, you know, when you're in 
the great state of Virginia at George Mason and you say, hello, Baltimore, you're not going to endear yourself very much with the fans, are you? No, that's um, not good. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirits industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every show. Sam, what are we drinking on? All right, so uh, get excited, strap yourselves in for the next few weeks leading up to St. Patrick's Day, because we are doing the next few weeks Irish whiskey themed. All Irish. Sam represents a bunch of Irish, I represent a bunch of Irish, we are drinking Irish, baby. Yeah, and it's all Irish whiskey is one of our favorite categories, uh, to be fair. So we love all whiskey, but Irish whiskey is definitely up there as one of our favorites. I think all of us, uh, even though Sam and I don't sell Jameson, Jameson was the gateway whiskey. Yep. It's the whiskey that got that us got into us it into all. It. That's the truth. All right. So tonight, uh, we're starting big. Uh, Tullamore Dew Phoenix. Um, it is not made uh, for retail anymore, regular retail. It is now only available in the travel uh, market. So in all of your duty-free shops at the airport. Um, it is uh, 110 proof. Uh, it's a blend of all three types of Irish whiskey, grain, pot, still, and single malt. They blend all three whiskeys together, uh, aged for no less than three years. Uh, as I said, it comes in at 110 proof, so pretty hot. Um, and the reason for that, uh, it was it was made to commemorate the anniversary of a 19, uh, I'm sorry, of a 1785 hot air balloon accident, uh, of all things, um, that started a massive fire, and nearly burned the entire town down. Since that rebuild, uh, they've added a phoenix into the coat of arms of the town of Tullamore, which is in the middle section of Ireland. Um, and up until a few years ago, they were the largest construction project in Ireland, building the new Tullamore Dew Distillery. Um, there was a distillery there before, got shut down uh, by the by the British, um, and then Tully was getting their whiskey from the uh, from the Cooley from the Cooley Distillery. I'm yep. sorry, and uh, and aging it themselves, of course, in a rack house, uh, but. They, uh, they now have their own distillery again, and um, the juice that is coming out next year, I believe, is all their stuff. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so uh, pretty cool. Um, it's a, a medium-bodied whiskey and has distinct, distinct sherry notes to it. Uh, so a little bit of dark fruit there, and um, it's excellent. I, I really enjoy this glass of whiskey. So did this take the place I remember seeing that the cider finished was the, was the old uh, um, duty-free one, but now I see the cider finishes available in the United States. So they basically flip flop. Kind of. Yeah. Oh, very yeah. cool. Um, quick little history lesson, boys and girls. We'll give you a little background on Irish whiskey uh, each of these weeks. But uh, for Ireland, um, up until just recently, there was only three distilleries in Ireland. There was the Bushmills Distillery. There was the Middleton Distillery, which is who produces Jameson. And there was the Cooley Distillery. A which lot produced of, everybody else. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the uh, A lot of um, what people don't know is that Irish whiskey used to be one of the most popular whiskeys in the world. And uh, throughout taxation from the English and then... God and then the English. The, it always the, comes back to the English. Yeah, the, uh, the potato <laughs> famine. And then uh, prohibition in the United States. When which it was is all, also manufactured by the English. Yeah. <laughs> and then once prohibition happened, it, all that was left standing were three... Yep. And at one point, those three were all owned by the government. So, yep. so that's the little history lesson for now. We'll tell you more. Uh, one of the next shows we'll do, I'll uh, dispel the myth of Irish Protestant versus Irish Catholic whiskey. Yep. And for all of you that have been doing it, the, you know, only drinking the Protestant or only drinking the Catholic, you're going to feel really bad about yourselves after uh, after I tell you that story. Yeah, absolutely. And real quick, too, uh, the Dew in Tullamore Dew is not due for like liquid or, or morning dew or anything like that. It's actually the initials 
of the founder uh, of Tullamore, uh, Tullamore Dew Whiskey, Daniel E. Williams. Um, Fantastic. So they're, they're uh, his initials. Yep. All right, Sammy, let's have a great show. Yep, let's do it. Now we're talking. That's a clank, son. It's a quality clank, yeah. isn't it? I, we, I feel like we can only go downhill from here. Uh, it, Sam, we turn on the mics. That's it. Hey, when thanks, tu- guys. Appreciate it. You have a wonderful evening. <laughs> Any parting words? No. When we turn on the microphone, Sam, all it can do is go downhill. Yeah, that's that probably was, true. The turning on the microphones was the highlight of the show. <laughs> um, so, Sammy, now we're down to eight sides. Six sides from the from the Premier League. Four are in the top half. Two are in the bottom half. And uh, they're actually right next to each other in the standings. And two championship sides. Still no teams from the Mersey side, no teams from North London. Hell, there's only three teams left in London, and none of them are the, are the very successful teams. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, why don't we go ahead and just do this in the order of how we did the FA Cup preview show um, and just go right in order. Works for me. Um, so Watford score in stoppage time of the first half to, uh, to hold on and beat QPR 1-0. Um, QPR a little hard done in this one. They actually were better side as far as the game went yeah um Watford had a, a bit more of the ball 58 percent uh, of the possession but QPR outshot them 12 to 7 now both of them only mustered the one shot on target right um and it was it, it seemed like a training ground routine uh from that corner that uh that Watford scored on I yep. think it was Capu Etienne Capu yeah, yeah Capu got the goal. um but uh it was it didn't come off it wasn't really pretty no. the, the ball back across from uh uh tom cleverly sorry he used to play for united um the uh, ball that came play for everton oh there you go the ball that uh that came back across um from him after the he received the corner it just it wasn't good etienne caput did really well and i think it was more or less people in front screening the keeper that actually allowed that ball to go in in my opinion, it wasn't very strong. It you know wasn't very well directed. I think the the keeper just saw it late. Um, for Watford, go in, get the W, get out. That's yeah, really oh, absolutely. What it is. You know you're going to play the championship side. You know it's going to be a tough game. You know it's going to be a physical game. Um, outside of Troy Deeney, Watford isn't the most physical team in the world. They they tend to rely a little bit more on skill. So yeah, you know go. Go get the win, and that's that's exactly what they did. Is they went out and they got the win. Um, the the um, draws happened as well, and we're going to talk about who everybody's facing as we go along into the quarterfinals. Uh, Watford's heading to Palace, I believe, is the uh, draw. Is the draw there? Uh, Watford hosts Crystal Palace. Oh, Watford hosts Crystal Palace. Yep. Okay, that that definitely helps out. Uh, Watford, I you know. What that's that's going to be a great game to watch. Yeah, it's going to be a very good game to watch. I mean, obviously, it's both of their uh, only chance at any trophy this season. Yeah, obviously. Um, but both of their probably only chance to get into Europe as well. Right. Um, and I think they're going to take it very seriously. Uh, as you know, for both of those clubs, it'll be an extra revenue stream. Um, you know, in addition to uh, the obviously the TV money from the Premier League, but um. Crystal Palace has never won that trophy in their history. Right. Uh, so it's just, I mean, you could, you know, be seeing history, you know, before your eyes, kind of like, you know, we saw with Leicester a few years ago lifting the league. Uh, Watford beat Everton in an FA Cup final when Elton John was the owner of the team, like in the 80s when it was a bit of an upset. Like, oh, yeah. Everton had 
had, I mean, he I had think to it was, sell it was most like of his six or 87. It was when, when yeah, he, uh, he had to sell most up. of his stake in the team because he wasn't funding them properly. Right. Of course. Um, but he does have a stand named after him. And when I'm in London, I'm still trying to work it out. Uh, but I'm going to the UK here in a couple of weeks and, um, Arsenal play Watford the weekend I get to the UK at Rickard Road. Oh, that'd be so much fun. Yeah. So I'm trying to work out away tickets right now. The cheapest thing I can find $200 US each. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a bit much. It's a little tough. You can't go through uh, the supporters club and do uh, away seats? No, like- because they they go on sale to season ticket holders first. Oh, okay. And it's a small stadium. The away allotment isn't very big, so it normally gets snapped up by the season ticket holders. And it's a really short ride. Yeah, so it's, it's not far. not too hard. Yep. So I don't know that I'll be able to make it. Um, and But we host Crystal Palace the week, the second weekend. That I'm there. So I'm there for nine days, 11 days, something like that. Yes. I leave Thursday and I come back the following Sunday. Because you can sell Hendrix like a mother. Damn straight. <laughs> Boss status. <laughs> well done. Well done. So, uh, Sammy, uh, fuck off Millwall gets an early header to uh, knock off Wimbledon uh, 1-0. It's fuck you, I'm Millwall. No, it's fuck off Millwall. <laughs> That's who it is. <laughs> well, uh, I believe they also... Host, they do host Brighton in the next round, yeah, so they, uh, they can get away with whatever they want again, since there's no VAR. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus, um, you know, um, Wimbledon, while a fun story, uh, now needs to go back to the reality that they are the bottom of the table in League One. Uh, Millwall's not so good themselves; they're only two points above the drop in uh, in the championship. So, does this motivate Wimbledon? The run that they had, beating the heck out of somebody like West Ham. Or does it demoralize them? Well, hopefully it, it, it motivates them um, to show what they can do, what they are capable of. And the teams that they're facing week in, week out are not as good as the Premier League opposition that they took out handedly. Um, you'd like to th- I mean, the championship and in, in the lower leagues, uh, even beyond that, are just very long, grueling seasons as there's you know 24 to 28 teams in each league um, as you go down there. Uh, in the, in the lower leagues, so you just the games come thick and fast. I mean, you're looking at you know, what's that, fifty four game league season, yeah, plus the cup competitions. Yeah, it's insane. It's just, it's a lot of games. So um, I think it comes at a good time. It came, you know, after they've gotten the confidence from a good cup run, and now they're able to get their you know midweek rest every so often as well. Well, um, so I-, I think it really could help. If I recall, this is a team that just recently came up from League Two. Wimbledon is typically a League Two side for the most part. Yeah, so they—they, they, I mean, they're actually fairly recent in just being formed as a football club, anyway. Right. Um, within the last you know couple of decades. Yeah. So, um, Man City go to the Rodney Parade and show why they are the best team in England, four to one over Newport County. Is dodgy but, there for a minute. But that's not the storyline. <laughs> Newport held City nil-nil in the first half and almost put one in the net. It took a decent save from Ederson. Yeah. And what did I tell you? I told you, to, you know, see if you could put a bet on first couple of minutes being being 0-0. Maybe somebody took it to the extreme and put the whole half on it and would have made a lot of money. Dear God, I hope my degenerate gambling friend Pat did that. <laughs> no, no, you know what? He didn't. You know why? Because I'd have heard about it if he had. <laughs> right, yeah, he'd have <laughs> he'd told you. He'd have been losing his mind he'd have over def- the He'd game. have definitely told you. Um, 
Yeah, they finished nil nil at the half, and uh, you know it was fairly even for the first forty five minutes. I mean, Newport had to play beyond themselves uh, to make that happen. You know, I mean, they defended for their lives, yeah, uh, and there wasn't too too much going forward. Um, I believe that header came off of a was a result of a set piece or a yeah. kind of a scramble. Yeah. Um. After following a set piece, um. But they, you know, they worked hard. They they were honest about it. They didn't dive around. They didn't go crazy and do all that kind of stuff. They, uh, they they gave a very good account of themselves. Yeah, they went right at them. Um, yeah. Now, what was interesting is uh, eventually you 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 saw. One team is the best team in England. The other team is a League Two side in the middle of the table, and that show came... some respect to Liverpool, please. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know who's the best team in England right now? City. On goal difference. City's the best team in England right uh, now. Yeah. On goal difference. Yes. All right. After Sunday, they won't be. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, Joe Day. The goalkeeper. Oh, yeah. Doing his best Scott Sterling. <laughs> takes a ball off the face from uh, Leroy, right Leroy face. Sané. Right off the face. Apparently broke his nose. Oh. And then later on in the match, promptly gets whacked in the face <laughs> again, again. By Leroy Sané. <laughs> by again. Leroy yeah. Sané. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man, Sammy. If only Joe Day was Bruce Day. <laughs> that wouldn't have happened. Uh, Oh, sorry, everybody. That is such an old inside joke, but it's a damn good one. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> I'm Bruce Day, bitch. I'm Bruce Day, bitch. Um, American <laughs> Gladiators. Uh, there was a woman. Uh, her last name was Day. I don't know what her first name was because clearly Bruce was far more important. Her name was D Day. Oh my day. god, is that serious? Dropping bombs <laughs> she was. Dropping oh my the bombs. Goodness. And she competed at American, American Gladiators and failed miserably. <laughs> it was terrible. Oh, and, horrendous performance. And while she was there thanking everybody, she, well, everybody being one man, Bruce Day, you would have thought <laughs> she was praising Jeebus like a sports athlete does after a, after a match. After like, I just yeah. want to thank the Lord above. No, she's like, I'm only here because Bruce Day. Bruce Day gave me the inspiration. Bruce yeah. Day means everything to me. And Bruce Day is standing right next to her, like the loving husband. Arms folded. <laughs> looking at her <laughs> with the most disappointment yeah. a man has ever was- had in another human being. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was terrible. And it was absolutely terrible. And we dug deep and come to find out that Bruce Day is a, uh, you know, like a gym owner. Gym, gym yeah. owner. And he's like all old, about them yeah. pubbing. Pubbing Bruce Day's gym. I mean, he's like a proper seventies, eighties bro. I, you know? I I think we dropped the Bruce Day bitch joke for what, like three years? Oh, at least, easily. yeah. And it was what ten years ago it happened. I mean, we were just drinking late one night, and American Gladiator came on, so we we're like, let's watch this, and then this happened. It was brilliant. <laughs> we we're like standing up on our feet, so going, oh, Bruce Day, Day bitch. <laughs> yeah, we would just like make up commentary that he would say, like what we think he was thinking while <laughs> oh, yeah. she was praising him. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, oh, you, you, very you, funny. You better praise me, woman, because when we get home, <laughs> there's going to be some answering. Yeah. <laughs> it was you, so ridiculous. It's a stupid, it's American Gladiator. Woman, do you realize how often you disappoint me? You disappoint me right now. Right. And it I'm was Bruce Day, bitch. 25, 30 years ago, this shit happened. That's so funny. <laughs> I love it. I love so, it. So, 
Um, yeah. Still owns that gym in what, Sarasota, is it, Mel? Yeah. Yep. Still owns that gym in Sarasota. Stop by and tell him we said hello. And, and just scream up, Bruce, hey, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He'll probably come out and flex. He'll come right out front and flex. The um, all his old gray chest hair. Uh, ultimately, when um, when Manchester City finally started scoring and and took control of the game, uh, unfortunately for uh, Joe Day, gave up two two near post goals. Uh, the first goal went right through his hands, and oh, it went over. Know. I mean, the pitch was horrendous. As we yeah. talked about, it was absolutely terrible. It looked like they actually had. A uh, a monster truck rally, like you joked about. Yeah, uh, but that that's his home park. Yeah, but it's terrible. Yeah, you it, still, it, it you still know your bounces. You know, you know your crappy ass field. I mean, I don't know that you can judge how it's going to bounce off of a off of a what looked like a shovel. Did I, it? I think. I think what hap- I think what happens is is you don't expect. You know, um, it was the kid, the eighteen year old. Yeah, um, Phil Foden. It was. This, yeah. It was the second goal for it, City. You're not even expecting him to shoot, and the next no. thing you know, it's yeah. in the back of the net. Yep. So. But it was, I mean, it's, you know, a great run for Newport County. Yeah, like I said, they, they gave made, a good account of themselves. They made a ton of cash off of having Manchester mm-hmm. City there. Absolutely. It's a good run. They Love knocked, seeing, off, they knocked uh, off a, a championship side. Um, Leicester, I think. Middlesbrough. They and they knocked off Premier League side uh, Leicester as yeah. well. So took a couple of scalps, had a nice run. That was really Yeah, was and really they, they got their goal against City. You know, Porg Amand is going to live forever. In, in the in the memory of that club and, and for what he did scoring, you know? All right, so let's go ahead and get to the last uh, game. By one. the way, everyone, yeah. that's how you pronounce Padrag. It's Parg. Parg. In, in Gaelic. Yeah, Parg. You don't say it. That's Paddy. Right. That was St. Patrick's name. It's right. Parg. Parg. That's how, yeah, thank you. That's, that's That pretty, concludes today's Gaelic lesson. That, that, that's, that's pretty good for someone who's uh, half Cuban and half Danish. Oh, here we go. That's also, also not true, guys. Um, don't listen to that. It's a terribly racist joke they've been hitting me with for 15 years now. And it works every <laughs> single time. Yep, now, I'm all red. Uh, Brighton, uh, Brighton apparently can win in the FA Cup. They just can't win in any in other league, competition. Yeah. Uh, and they get rid of a damn pesky uh, uh, Derby County side 2-1. Yep. to one. Yeah. Uh, Ashley Cole getting on the score sheet uh, for the first time since 2012, I think I looked up, um, in, in English football. Yep. Um, 38 years old. That side of the field was brilliant. Had 38-year-old Bruno running against 38-year-old Ashley Cole. Fabulous. It was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> was it really running or was it kind of a more like steady job? Well, Ashley Cole was still running sometimes. <laughs> um, Bruno was more of a steady jog and he just picked and choosed when he maybe sprinted for four or five steps and then back to jogging it's, again. <laughs> it's a steady jog. If I think you're going to get by me, how does your knee feel? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that yeah, is exactly 100%. how that works. Um, Basuma had a brilliant effort, uh, rejected by the upright, uh, mm-hmm. on the left side. Great curling shot, went around the keeper, hit the post, came back into the middle behind the goalkeeper and fell right to his teammate, uh, Icardia, uh, who, who, who got the first goal. Um, I'm sorry, the second goal. Yeah. Knockhart, Knockhart got the first yeah, one. Yeah. Nice goal from Knockhart. Too. Yeah. And that one, he just waited until the defender screened the keeper again, you know, just waited until his movement took him in front of the keeper and just passed it into the left side of the net. It looked like good, good confidence builder for Knockhart because he's been seeing the bench here lately. Yeah. As, he hasn't produced the been, goods the last, yeah. last couple of weeks. I mean, and he certainly has the talent. I mean, oh, he's, yeah. he's a good, he's a good, good little player for so. sure. 
Absolutely. I mean, you, I, I would see him do well at somewhere like Leicester or yeah. uh, or Bournemouth or, or you guys even. Here's my question for you uh, concerning Brighton. Because they have had such struggles, they have not won since December in the Premier League and now find themselves five, no, four points out of um, relegation sitting in 13th place, Palace in 14th place. Um, only a point behind them. Do you think maybe a little too much focus on the cup may affect their their Premier League status? Do you think they could fall into a dogfight if they don't fix this shit real soon? I mean, it's possible. Um, but I think that Chris Hooten is smarter than that. I think Chris Hooten will work that out. And um, they might even, you know, I mean, they go away to Millwall in the next round. Yeah. So you you got to imagine they they could win that game they, if they, they really fa- wanted they fancy, to. Yeah. They fancy being in the semifinals. Um, that's for darn sure. But yeah, it may be too taxing, and at that point, you're going to draw City or United. So you almost say, just give me one more go at it, and then we'll politely bow out at the semifinal stage. You know. Right. Right. Well, um, um the I I f- I feel like. You know, with, with Brighton, I was talking about them in December, like bullishly saying this team's going to be a top ten side, right? And something just, and it wasn't even necessarily December because they got through December, but in January, just went yeah. wrong. Everything yeah. went off. Everything went wrong. Well, they had a couple of injuries. Sam, I think ultimately Brighton's going to see their way through this, but the the FA Cup is proving to be a distraction and. You know, it, it it could be trouble, but I think they're going to figure a way out of it. Yeah, I hope so. Like I said, Chris Hooten's got a good head on his shoulders. He's managed in this league before, and uh, I, I really think the Irishman's going to have enough to uh, to keep uh, Brighton up. Brighton. <laughs> Finishing off the rest of the matches, Wolves, like Watford, take care of business against championship side Bristol, one nothing to advance. Um, Sam, I, I would call this a bit of a role reversal. Um, although, I, ironically, of all the clubs in Europe, you know who's playing the best football right now? Bristol, Bristol City. City. Yeah, Bristol better City. than Madrid. <laughs> better than Madrid. Better than Madrid. Better than Barca. Better than Manchester City. Yep. Bristol City They're is the form team in Europe. They are yeah. the form team in Europe. Absolutely. But a bit of a role reversal as um, Bristol really has one eye on the Championship League playoff spots. And I think they're probably a little bit more concerned about trying to make that playoff spot and potentially get a promotion to the Premier League more so than they really are an FA Cup win. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I would completely agree with that. I thought this one was a, a pretty professional performance from Wolves. Really, I mean, they got the goal. They uh, they were in seemingly in cruise control for a while until Bristol City really turned up the heat uh, and took siege on on uh, the Wolver, uh, Wolverhampton half late in the game. Um, but they really did give, uh, give a good account of themselves, Bristol city, but you're right. I mean, they're, they're making a playoff push in the, in the championship and, you know, hopefully they can, they can make some waves and do stuff. And for wolves, they're going to play their asses off in the FA cup right now, because this guarantees getting into European play if they win the tournament. Yeah, exactly. Now, Now their seed is interesting is, uh, they're going to be hosting Manchester United in the quarterfinals. Yeah. Interesting. And I tell you, Sam, at this point of the tournament now, right, you're down to the last eight teams. Mm-hmm. 
you're going to have to go through City or United to win the title. I'd rather play them right now in the middle of the season yeah, exactly. when you're playing a ton of games. Versus when their league position's right. wrapped up, essentially, yeah. Right, so let's say let's say City makes it to the final, right? Um, right now, they got to worry about Champions League. They're worrying about their League Cup final game this weekend. They're worrying about trying to win the Premier League. And they're worrying about uh, the current FA Cup. Yeah, right? I mean, they still got a quadruple in the cards. <clears throat> if they make it to the finals, City makes it to the final of the FA Cup, the English Premier League season is over the week before, so you no longer have to worry about that. They yep. have already played their League Cup final. They do that this Sunday, right? Yep. So you have both of those things out of the way. And Champions League is the following week You, if you made it to the Champions League final. And if you didn't, then the only thing you have to worry about is the FA Cup. I'd rather play City now when they're distracted than play yeah, City exactly. in the final. And, and frankly, you're down to eight teams. You want to win the FA Cup. You will have to go through City. More than likely, and yeah. a discussion, absolutely. You're just or United. You're going to have to go through a big club to get there. Yeah, uh, I completely agree with you. Um, until Wolves takes care of United, so I honestly, come on, I, honestly, I think this. I think at home against United, you can't ask for a better situation. No, I think that, yeah, you know you're I mean? absolutely right. And with sure, a couple of sure, it would be great to play Millwall, you know, or Swans right now, but. You know, you're going to have to beat a big side to do it. Right. So you get them at your ground. And the other thing, you get them at your ground, and you get them back possibly before Lingard or Martial comes back from injury. Yeah. So they're, you know, I mean, granted, in, in the attacking areas, they have a plethora of players with Lukaku and Alexis Sanchez and Marcus Rashford and um, uh, Ander Herrera we saw uh, scoring a goal today. Yeah. Um, so they do have players they can put in that can produce. Uh, up front, but um, obviously that it would not be their full strength side without Martial and Lingard. So you'd rather play them without them, and hopefully that game comes, you know, a bit too early for them. Yeah, well, and I think when they're doing it is the weekend of the 16th and the 17th. Yeah, I think it's I a St. Paddy's Day I, weekend. I think there's Champions Champions League games those week that week too in the midweek. So I mean, it just yeah, he, he, you're. You're getting them at the right time. It yeah, is not, a congested, United's crazy not going to make it that far, though. True, but, but it's a congested, crazy schedule right now. So there yep. isn't a lot of attention. Right. Now, uh, honestly, I would have rather gotten City instead of United because United needs this trophy and is going to play their butts off. And especially their manager, if he wants to keep on managing this side, right. needs to win a trophy. And this trophy would is probably the yeah, easiest I, to achieve. I don't know that that's necessarily true if he goes on a great run and, and because they looked miles off of the top four, right, when he, when he took over. And now they're occupying four spot at the moment. Yeah. Um, if he secures Champions League football for them next year, I think you do have to take a hard, honest look at Ole, even if he doesn't win a trophy. But obviously it doesn't hurt his case um, to, to lift the trophy as well. Um, but, yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll get – We'll get into that in a little bit when we yeah, talk we, to uh, was, actually talk yeah. about their game. I, uh, yeah, because right now we're supposed to be talking <laughs> about Wolves, but we're good with that. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, Crystal Palace dispatched of uh, League One side Doncaster pretty easily in 2 0. Yeah, Jeffrey Slup had a, uh, a nice shot. Uh, good, powerful runs, a fairly pacey player. Um, Jamaican, right? But Schlupp, I have no idea, I to be honest. With a, you. I think he's a Jamaican. Okay. I'm not positive. I could be wrong, but I, I think he is. All right, cool. Good for him. 
Well, I just know that I just I know those stupid things because I always watch like the Gold Cup every oh, year. Oh yeah, 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 I gotcha. It's the middle of the summer and nothing else is going on, so I like just completely immerse myself into like the Haitian national team for a month. <laughs> you know? Heard, heard. Uh, yeah, but he had a, a, a nice, powerful shot. Um, it looked like it may have taken a deflection, uh, but either way, tidally found the far corner. Um, not an issue. And then Milivojevic, I believe, was the player that played the ball to Andros Townsend. Mm-hmm. A brilliant little ball over the top. Townsend had the composure to head back across the face of goal and find Max Meyer, who was in desperate need of a goal. Little confidence booster uh, for him. So that's that's a that's a player in uh, Andres Townsend who has found a niche for himself playing for for quote unquote the bottom half of the league Premier League sides and has done a decent like did it for Huddersfield really well when uh, when that were like right after um they lost their manager like the week going into the Premier that League was season. Hull. Uh, Hull. Hull City. I'm sorry, yeah. Hull. It was Hull. Yeah, it was Steve yeah. Bruce. Um. That left there. Yeah. I don't remember if he was there or not, to be honest he with was. you. He was. He was. Huh. He was on that side. I remember he him was, playing for Tottenham. Right. He played for Tottenham yeah. and it was never really... Like, I mean, that's back when they still know, sucked real bad. You know, but, you know, he's found it, found himself a little <laughs> niche with Hull, then found himself a little niche with uh, Palace, and it's... He, is he a world beater? No, but is he just he's like a quality that, little footballer, yeah. You know, just yeah. a good quality footballer. Yeah, he's it, not bad. You you know exactly what you're going to get from that man every yeah, time he's he, on the pitch he doesn't, each week. He doesn't score a ton of goals, but he does pop up. You know, again we've we've talked about it a few times, but he's one of those that has the hockey assist. You know, mm-hmm. he's the one that plays the ball that then turns into the assist, right? Right. Um, but that pass that really unlocks the defense. That's uh, that's what he does. You know, uh, he's a good little player. Works hard. Tracks back for the team as well. Um, I like him. Um, now that the, he's not the, a spud. The game, the game of the quarterfinals of the FA Cup is Palace going to Watford. That's yeah, because that's two teams that are going to very fancy, similarly placed as well. They're going to fancy a go. Yep, they're both really going to fancy a yeah. go. That's I, an exciting time. It's going to be a fun game to watch, and and honestly, the one that comes out of that, I think, is going to be a little stronger going into the semifinals. Even if they pull a big dog, like let's say Palace gets past Watford and then they pull City, well. Palace beat City. Yeah, why, why can't, can't they? they? Why why can't they beat City in the uh, semifinals? Yep. Why and not? If, and if they're starting to believe, they draw them at home. Or the semifinals are always at Wembley, aren't they? Yeah, always at Wembley. It's always, yeah, it's Spurs temporary home. That's right. The uh, <laughs> the homeless shelter of London, Wembley Stadium. Um, that's a dig. That is a dig. Brought my shovel today. Uh, but yeah, no, it, that'd be an excellent that'd be an excellent match and a perfect time to play them. Like you said, I mean, they're you know they're focused on a multitude of other things that are more important than the FA Cup. Of those trophies you mentioned, that you know, towards the end of the season, that'll be the one of least concern, right? Um, you know, they'll need to go after the Champions League. I think that's what the owners have been chasing since they bought the club. Um, so we'll see what happens. Yep. Uh, so the game we didn't really give a damn about ended up producing the most goals and being the most liveliest match of the uh, weekend. Yeah, as that was crazy. As Swansea gets four unanswered. After Brentford goes up one nil and they win four to one. Yeah. So that kid, um, what's his name? Dan, uh, something. Look at them. What's notes. his name? I'm, looking, I'm trying to Daniel James, Dan James, uh, fast as shit. Did you see the highlights? Yes, I did. Oh, I also want to mention, not only does ESPN make us pay extra to watch the games, 
their highlights are just the goals. Yeah, just the goals, nothing else. Nothing else. I don't get a general sense of how the game went or anything else. I had to look at stats and piece together yeah. what I thought happened. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you the at games least, I didn't see. You plunked down the extra five bucks. Yeah, and, when and, it was Arsenal and, United, and I had to. And we're watching <laughs> and we're watching the matches. Yeah. Me, it was just, I mean, honestly, guys, behind the curtain, it was all the highlights. And then I honestly went through uh, transcripts of the games on, like, Yahoo Sports and kind of read through what happened, who got cards, why they got cards, kind of read where there were changes in the game. Yeah. But it just... It just, it, I, it's horrific. It's its really horrific. I wasn't going to miss Arsenal against United. So I plopped down the five bucks to, to do it. And then I, I, I went to a bar. I, yeah. I was like, you and know what? My, my wife let me keep it. That's, you know, thanks, honey. <laughs> Harold, um, I was I was really rooting for Brentford simply because um, I just, we saw Swans last year. Yeah, but We've think- seen a lot of Swans in, in, in the Premier League. And I just, uh, I, and something inside of me, unless if it was Newport County, making it all the way to the final. I don't want a Welsh team to win the FA Cup. Yeah. I want an English team to win the FA I Cup. I don't think um I think the scoreline, I'm sorry. I think the scoreline really flattered Swansea also. I mean, two of those goals were scored after the player was sent off. Right. Um for it, I mean, he had to go in. The the Dan James was going to run right past him yet again. Right. And um he just essentially just ended up being very late because Dan James is so fast. Uh, the opening goal for Swansea was terribly unlucky. Great free kick. Um, goalkeeper was equal to it, though. Got a hand to it. Pushed it onto the post. Problem is, the ball then hits the post, hits his back, and rolls in the back of the net. <laughs> Love seeing it, but it's unfortunate. <laughs> uh, I think it's hysterical when it happens, but it's it's definitely unfortunate. Um, let's go ahead and get into the last game. The yep. one that happened today, Manchester United two, Chelsea nil. Um, it, Chelsea just continuing their nosedive. Yeah. I, I thought Chelsea played better. This was a better performance though. They had a lot of the ball. They created a few chances. Um, Iguain still doesn't look up to snuff for the Premier League yet. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yes, this was an FA cup match, but it was two top Premier League teams. So you can. You know, kind of make comparisons. Yeah, but he'll and get they goals. both they both put out full strength sides as well. He'll get he'll get goals he'll get goals when they're playing lesser competition. I mean, Chelsea yeah, I mean, Chelsea's going to get goals Ws. when they're playing lesser competition. Yeah. Chelsea Chelsea's <laughs> going to Chelsea's going to win those games. I just see Chelsea as the sixth place team because I don't see how they're going to beat. You know, Manchester United. I think it's Manchester United, Liverpool, Tottenham. They still play for the rest of the season. They have to play. I think they're playing three. Right, three of the four uh, of of the quote unquote six sides, I think, is who they have to play still. Yeah, what they, what bothered me um, about Chelsea's uh, what are the two goals? Both defend both times. Defenders were well placed to deal with the ball that was put in, um, or could have gotten to that point fairly easily, uh, where they were in position to deal with it, and they didn't. Neither one of them. Rudiger jumped kinda for Pogba's goal. You got to imagine Rudiger's favorites to win it, you right. know, to win that header. And then I think it was Marcus Alonso, maybe for Ander Herrera's header that was mm. that was marking him. But it was the crosses weren't of any particular quality. They were more hopeful, in my opinion. Kind of looped in, should have had time to get underneath of it. But the United players just wanted it more. They just they got on the end of the cross that was delivered. You know, the old adage is that the wide player puts the ball where he wants it, and it's your job to get on the end of it. And that's what they did. In the Chelsea defense, nobody took responsibility for it. And they just, it was very lackluster um, from them uh, at the back and, and what seemed like very routine 
crosses that were put in. Right. So I'd, I, that's, I'd worry about that um, at some point soon. I'm wondering why Gary Cahill can't get a game, you know, uh, at this point when they're playing so poorly. You might as well let him play. Why not? You know? Give him, a, give him it, a chance. I mean, it, it'd be better than that. Well, at least he's a just a tough SOB Englishman who will yeah. knock a few bodies around. I mean, he's not fast. Yeah, but yeah, it's but, something. I mean, Jorginho is going to sit in front of you anyway, so you've got protection. Yeah. You know, should guess. be Conte sitting in front guess, of him, right. but, you know. Yeah, it's something. <laughs> um, just a, a – we, we already talked enough about United – while we were talking about wolves, so uh, they're actually drawn away to Swansea, though, which we didn't mention. Uh, oh, City, you were, uh, oh, so, yeah, yeah, City's, City's drawn City's away to, to Swansea. Yeah, yeah they, uh, they, thanks, th- thanks for coming to the FA Cup, Swans. You're right, gone. it's over. Yeah, you're you're gone. Thanks, um, thanks for coming out. So, um, just <laughs> a uh, random thought that I'm going to close on here before uh, we go to predictions. Well, I have I've actually got somebody got in touch with a question. So, oh, okay, please do, go. go um, no, no, no. You, okay, random thoughts, fine. Uh, just don't be moving thought, us on too quick. Um, I I hate Marcus Alonso for no, I can't stand him either. for no good reason whatsoever. It's no, like, I hate him too. He's, he's he killed somebody. He, he he's really. Or are you just throwing that out there? No, when he played for Bolton. He killed somebody in a car accident. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. No, it didn't serve any time. I don't think. More, more reason to hate him. I know. Um, he, he sucks. It's <laughs> hate it's his guts. He's I hate like, the way he runs. I hate his face. He he. I always think he's a midfielder and he's really an outside back. Um, that doesn't defend for. He's shit. really divey. He dives a lot. He looks for a lot of calls. He's and and it's like he's like he's he's Spanish and handsome and I just want to. I don't think he's hate, handsome. I hate his I just, face. I just want to face. I just want to like. I, it's like I want to destroy something beautiful. I just don't like. I don't think he's. Attra- okay. He's not an attractive man. Uh, you know the Spanish thing, the, the you know, tall, dark, and handsome crap. But I like, nah. I just, I, I just, I just hate Marcus Alonso. I just can't stand him. <laughs> yeah, I don't like him either. And we're back from random. All right, Sam, good. go ahead with the question. All please. right, so. Uh, Ray was getting in touch during the game, too. We were talking about a, a few the things The ramblings of Sam Houston's brain. Brought yeah. to you by Tullamore <laughs> Phoenix. Enjoy. That's right. Um, a very random conversation for two heterosexual men to have, isn't it? Very, yeah. very. With my wife in the room. I know. Tell me, Eden Hazard looks much better than Mark Alonzo's. <laughs> uh, the t- turkey legs he's got for thighs. Um <laughs> Anyway, back to uh, the question we got from Ray. Uh, actually texted to me just before the show started. Um, apparently, new rumor. What do we think about uh, the potential of Paulo Dybala, uh, the Argentinian that is playing kind of out of position now due to Cristiano Ronaldo's arrival at Juventus, uh, is now being linked with United? Uh, what do you think about that? Not against that move. That might, you know. Yeah, I. Th- my problem is you've got Martial, Rashford, mm-hmm. Lukaku, Sanchez, which one ships the other direction? Well, uh, it's got to be Sanchez. Sanchez probably right? because I think Sanchez has run out all of his options yeah. in and in I don't both think Spain and, and in England. England, and I don't yep. think Germany has any time for that kind of a player. No, I and think. they do also in Germany don't have the money to pay him. You know, I don't think uh, they're going to have the money to pay him at Juventus. Yeah. It might be one of those. You know, you give us. 15 million for him. You sell him on the cheap so they can afford his wages. Yeah. You know, I, I or buy him and then we'll pay part of his wages for you. If it, if it ends up being, uh, Ole takes the team and it's his, mm-hmm. it's his side. I could see two of those four being gone. I could totally see a, um, Rom to a like Bayern type yeah. move or Rom yeah. to Dortmund 
type move. Yeah, I could see that. Um, Dortmund doesn't have a lot of money though either. Yeah, but no, nobody they won't sell to a team in the prem. No. It's not like hey, trust me, I they're, they're not Arsenal. They I'd, wouldn't I'd, do that. I'd take them back in a second if they <laughs> offered them back up to us. Right. You know, on on half yeah, the but dollar, he wouldn't, he wouldn't come. No, he wouldn't come. No. Well, he fancies himself one of the better players. Well, they also they were looking at him in Madrid for a long time as well. Might be somewhere he ends up, but I, I just don't see that happening. He's too streaky. He's not I, consistent enough. That is, um, that is a landing point, I think, for uh, potentially someone you know uh, beyond obviously Eden Hazard, but I could see somebody like a Harry Kane. Ultimately yeah, no, absolutely. Going, going but also much more consistent of a goal scorer, Harry Kane, than than Rom is. Rom will score Which ten is goals precisely in five. what they'll want. Yeah, Rom will score ten goals in six games, and then. You won't hear from him for twelve matches, but um, but I, I could say Rashford and Martial will be, they will be the front two men. They'll run with the two man striker, yeah. and that's where I ask, where does Dybala fit in? So He's, I don't, I don't know third. that, I don't know that, I don't know you, that he would come. You still need depth, yeah, yeah. You know? But is is he happy being depth? Because he essentially took them to the Champions League final with Iguain, right? Three years, two years ago, whatever it was. And then now they brought in Ronaldo essentially for the commercial aspect and to put them over the hump in the Champions League, and um and Dybala's now played out of position. He doesn't take free kicks anymore. He did, like England, they just completely shit on him. England is an ego thing to every single player yeah, in the world. I understand it's like that. There's a particular level of fame of going to play for um Barca or Madrid, but you see just about every player. Like even somebody like Zoltan, like who conquered Zlatan. all Zlatan. Sorry, Zoltan was from Zlatan. Dude, where's my car? Thank you, very good. Um, <laughs> Zoltan. Yes. <laughs> hey, the name assassin is back. You know. I just. But think then, you but then of course, your pop, your pop, your pop culture. But but then again, it. But but Sammy, Sammy, after your riveting, riveting transfer window update. Listen. You, it takes one to know one as far as name assassins listen, goes. Listen, it after, takes one to know one. After that happened, I got an email from Sky Sports. They wanted me to come on and do the transfer roundup in England. They and, didn't. That's and, not true. And we're just going to let that Obviously one. And we're just going to let that the one. The second go. part of the email uh, or the okay. text that we had. More. The second part of the text we had is the new rumor now because Ole's doing so good and is basically being touted to stay as Manchester United manager. Um, Zizou's now being linked with Chelsea because. Maurizio Sarri is doing so bad, but he's going to come with a massive list of demands. Uh, is is the rumor uh, that that Ray told me about? So what uh-huh. do you, what do you think about that? I personally don't see it happening because I think uh, Chelsea Roman Abramovich, the owner who can't get a visa to stay in England, really, yeah, because That's of all the funny. all the geopolitics and stuff. It's uh, it's pretty funny because um, he's widely seen as a dickhead, right? But uh, basically has won things and established Chelsea as a, a dominant force, right? Mm-hmm. Um, basically by throwing money at the problem. But he wanted to play beautiful football and fell in love with Sarri's Napoli. Yeah. That's why he said, I'm. that's the shiny new toy I want, right? So he went and got Maurizio Sarri and threw a fair amount of money at him. So I don't know that, I don't know that they would check out so quickly. What do you think? They aren't. They aren't going to check out so quickly. You're absolutely right. I think if anything... They look at a team and they're like, you know, they're a little handcuffed by uh, Hazard. You know, yeah. Hazard's head's been turned for the last two years. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and normally he's able to come back from it. This time it doesn't seem like he is. And um, while Kepa has been admirable, you know, they basically got, you know, Courtois ripped away from him right before the deadline. 
You know, it was yep. it was a it was a lot for uh, them to handle. Well, the, uh, I don't think he was worth the world record fee that they had to pay for him. Right. I I would say I would say sorry is on a leash, but he isn't gone at the end of the season. They're going to finish in at least sixth place. They're well, going to play in Europe. They will be fine in that regards. I I think I I just don't see where wh- wh- why. What, you know, the other problem is, is he didn't have a full preseason with all the legal issues uh, surrounding Antonio Conte uh, when he left last year. Oh, and I don't um, know. So a bunch only, of his team was playing in the World, World Cup, Cup final yeah. for crying That's out loud. That's the other thing. So he's only had, you know, he didn't have a full preseason. And we were surprised at how they started. You know, we were very surprised at oh, the run they went on to start. Surprised. So we'll see what he does with, with one more transfer window and – and a, a full preseason to work with the players. I, um, so we'll we'll see. I, I don't think he leaves either. I th- I, I think we hold uh, his start of the season at too high of a regard because we saw this team as possibly being a fifth, sixth place team, and that's where they've fallen into. Right. There's going to be growing pains with a new manager. Yeah. You know the the difference is is the growing pains was like your new manager is you're finding ways to win ugly. Right. The growing pains with that. With Chelsea, is they're not finding a way to win. Yeah, you know exactly. And I think like you know you're going to move on Hazard, you're going to move on Conte because he's not he's going to go with Jorginho. That's who's going to be the yeah, holding exactly. Midfielder. He it's need, not going to be Conte. Conte needs to play in his own and, position, and you're going to get a pretty penny for him. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you there is there will be teams lining up. You want to know buy, where I think he's going to buy go? the best defensive midfielder in the fucking. You world. want to know where I think he's going to go? Who? Don't know which side. Of it, he's going to land on, but I could see him in Manchester. Oh, he'd be perfect because either side because uh, Matic, Fernand- yep. for United and uh, Fernandinho. Fernandinho are both over thirty. Fernandinho I think is like thirty three, and Matic is like thirty two or thirty three. Oh, City, City yeah. would be a oh man, that'd be a uh, good I'd piece worry, of the puzzle for I'd them. I'd worry that they actually would go an entire season unbeaten at that point. Yeah, because oh, he's good. Yep. It's time to tell you what little we know. It is prediction time. Quick recap, boys and girls. Sam is at 132 and 109. I am at 133 and 108. Let's go ahead and get into it. And we only have eight games, remember. Yep, we only have eight games as uh, Chelsea and Manchester City face off in the League Cup final. And Chelsea gets knocked out of another cup competition. (laughs) I was just about to ask you uh, what your pick was, and it wouldn't go on your record. I'm thinking uh, City is... Still pissed at Chelsea and beat them three to one. Um, and as for Chelsea, they're going to pull what I like to call a Gunners early spring and uh, fall out of every competition Jesus. and contending for anything. Wow! The good the, thing there's no Everton game this weekend, or I'd be able to say something. The the Arsene Wenger march, as we also call it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, uh, so, I I would agree with three one as the uh, as the um, scoreline for the League Cup final as well. Uh, so we have uh, two Friday night light games. First off, we have uh, yeah, that's odd too. Two yeah. two games on a Friday. Uh, Watford head to Cardiff City. Don't care. Uh, I, well, I think it's actually going to be a pretty good one because Cardiff's been playing their butts off, and particularly at home, um, and clearly they're motivated. But I still go uh, Watford getting the points two to one. I have one one. Okay. Uh, West Ham will play Fost, uh, Fost, host to Fulham. <laughs> hey, I caught that on my own. I, Thank you very much. 
What yes, is that? Yes, apparently I uh, screw up uh, just regular words, <laughs> not just not names. names. Um, and while I want Fulham, uh, while, I, while I still want Fulham to have some fight, they just don't. I'm going to go three to one hammers despite how poorly the hammers are playing. Yeah, I've got two one uh, to West Ham for the same reason. Um, Saturday has four games. Uh, Burnley hosts Tottenham in the early game. Spurs win two to one, but Burnley at tough at Turf Moor is a tough out. This now that could, Tom Heaton's back, and this could be a hiccup for Tottenham yep. as they have two London derbies the very next week with yep. with at Chelsea and at home to you guys on the weekend. Yes, sir. So while I think Spurs are gonna win, if it ends up being a one nothing Burnley game, I would not be surprised at all. Yeah, it's possible. I think Son uh, coming back, you know, from the Asian Games uh, and playing as well as he has been, pretty much single handedly getting Spurs results uh, over the last couple of weeks. Um, I still think it's going to be a two nil Spurs win, but right. it's not going to be easy. Right. Well, and who knows? Heaton might just decide you're not scoring today. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> which, which the form he's in since coming back from injury is completely possible. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, but Burnley might post all over themselves as well. Post heard. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, midday has two games. Wolves head to the Vitality to play the beleaguered Bournemouth side, but the Cherries are at home, and Wolves don't like to, like they like to look way past their opponents. So two one Cherries. I've got the same exact score, and I think at some point the the shit in the bed has to stop. So this, I think this is the game where it happens. This screams. Oh yeah, Wolves and, go to sleep, <laughs> and w- Wolves is you know riding high off of their cup win. Um, this is the I think the furthest they've been in the competition since they won it in the eighties, uh, like we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um. So. I think they're still riding high from that, and uh, you know, with um, uh, Bournemouth having the weekend off to relax and and rest and get recharged and and just train, you know, I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to come through this two one. So uh, Newcastle welcomes Huddersfield to St James Park. Uh, this is a game Rafa knows how to get three points. He needs three points. Yep. He'll get three points. 2 nil to Newcastle. I have 2 nil as well, and Huddersfield can't buy a goal at the moment. No, not, not at all. they have the money to do it anyway. Oh, and uh, the late game has Crystal Palace heading to Leicester City. Uh, Palace needs it more, and the uh, Foxes shut off when they're at home. So despite the Foxes being a better side, um, the roller coaster season continues 2-1 to one to Palace. Sorry, I was writing down your score. Yeah. Um, I've got 1-0 no Leicester. Okay, you, I think they think finally they'll... come good in a game they're supposed to come good in, because um, they haven't been doing that lately. Who knows? If you want to bet money, stay away from this. Game. Away from this game, yeah, please absolutely. stay away from this game. One hundred percent. Sunday has two matches, and sorry, Sammy, nobody's watching yours except for other stupid gooners like yourself. Um, Arsenal hosts Southampton, who I am now actively rooting to see go down three to one, Gunners. I've got 2-1, and we're going to make it much more difficult to, uh, for ourselves like we tend to do uh, most times. Um, are they on at the same time? They are on at the exact same time, both That's 905 stupid. games. That's stupid. Well, Brighton, Play one of them at 11. Brighton and Chelsea were supposed to be the 11 o'clock, and then, of course, that game got bumped because, well, no, Sam, at noon will be the League Cup, champion, the League Cup final. So in England, the League Cup final is going to have all billing over the Prem. Fair enough. So, 
That's it why you're both at 905. Yeah. And, That's true. Fair enough. And Sammy, and then we have the big one. As much as I hate to admit it, as I said the first time, this is England's biggest rivalry. Did you say 3-1 to us or 2-1? I said 3-1. Oh. More faith than I do. Yeah. <laughs> this... The, Sammy, this is this is the biggest rival. Yeah, in no, English absolutely, football. it is. It's the two and, most successful clubs in the history of English football, and big stakes for both. The resurgence of uh, United, despite finally losing a match, uh, both sides need it. Liverpool, yeah. Manchester this, United at Old Trafford. This is their game in hand. Liverpool as well. Yes. Um. So, I think they're going to rise to the challenge. Okay. I think. This is going to be end-to-end stuff, um, played at a blistering pace with not very good defending. That's I actually have two questions for you. Okay. My first question, can Man U's defense stand up and be ready for this? No. And my second one, is Liverpool's nerves ready for this? No. So it's <laughs> going to be 4-2 to Liverpool. Four to two Liverpool. I've wow. got goals in this game. Yeah, I've got goals in this game. That's when Liverpool find themselves with their backs against the wall a little bit, they revert to the best thing they know how to do, and that's attack. And that tends to leave them exposed at the back from time to time. I think that's what happened against City. Nothing came off, but they were pushing forward like crazy. Um, I think it was on New Year's Day, actually. Um, They were pushing forward like crazy, and that's what, you know, let, I think it was Riyad Mahrez in behind to get fouled for the the penalty, Mm -hmm. and then uh, later on for them to score uh, when they lost 1-0. Um, I had said uh, last week that I thought perhaps Liverpool could escape with a point. I think you're out of your mind to think that they're going to get all three. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going. I'm going three to two Manchester United. <laughs> um, and at best for Liverpool, it's a draw. At best for Liverpool, it's a draw. I think you're sadly mistaken, and I will retake the lead again. At Anfield, if it was at Anfield. I'd have faith that Liverpool is ready. It's at Old Trafford. It's their biggest rival. This game means, like, you don't think for a second those Liverpool players aren't going to be walking on the pitch and thinking about if we win this game. They're going to be thinking about the game, lovely weekend they had in Dubai, warm weather training is what they're going to think. If we win this game, we jump City in the table. Of course if, they're going to be thinking it. They have to think it. And then they go down one nothing. No. Then what goes into their brain? They will be fine. I, I I very much disagree. I think this they is absolutely. I think this is absolutely United's, and if it's not United's, it's a draw. I can nope. I just don't see nope. at all where where uh, Liverpool is going to hey, get. As long as I'm sitting a, on this side of the it. table, they will never walk alone, my friend. Okay, <sighs> because I don't want to see either of the Manchester clubs lift the trophy, lift the uh, Premier League, and I have no opportunity to do it with my club. So I would love to see Liverpool do it this season. There is photographic evidence of Steven Gerrard walking alone. That is all. (laughs) End of case. And uh, we're not too old for the shit this week, um, but we still lost. Um, Um, Sam uh, couldn't find it in his constitution to be there uh, for it. So our gaffer took took the week off. Um, because he was riding around with an Irishman. Yeah, it was uh, selling uh, some whiskey, doing my job, working my brands. Yeah, unacceptable. Du is your job, sir. 
Okay, first well, and foremost. If, if I recall correctly, you you <laughs> spoke of how uh, um, that that brand is uh, taking a little piece of your gin business. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it is a little bit. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, we played pretty well. Uh, it actually halftime finished three one, so we had a goalless second half, which in indoor is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Um, but it was a good physical game. Uh, normally gets a little chippy against this team. It didn't. Uh, it was nice. Uh, I was a little chippy two or three times, but it was okay. No, it didn't actually start a fight this time. Yeah, it's, um, it's funny playing that team. The entire, we actually had subs. The entire team's awful, and we hate the entire team except for one player who happens to be the best player in the league and completely respectful. Like, yeah. you could kick him Good right. In the, you can kick him right in the knee. He'll just get up and he'll look at you and be like, "Come on, settle down," <laughs> you know, and just yeah. keep on playing. He's a good guy, though. Like him a lot. Always gives me a hug. Well, you know, and 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 you always do so well against him because you normally see the back of his jersey and his number. So what number does he wear, Sammy? Because he gets by you a lot. He wears Zoltan's <laughs> number, okay? Yeah. He wears Zoltan's number nine. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, but so it was a good game. We had we had uh, yeah, we had some chances. We couldn't put anything away. Hit the bar three or four times. Hit the post three or four times. Right, their keeper was you know freaking amazing as usual. Um, although we played for a different team full time, which kind of pissed us off, but you know, it was all right. It is what it is. Uh, had much better performance in a week prior. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Considering the week prior was not pretty. Um, thank you very much for joining us, boys and girls. Uh, Sammy, any parting words? Yeah, real quick. I just want to apologize for all the technical difficulties we had on the FA cup preview show. Um, apparently it came out pretty shortened. Uh, if you listen to it right on Friday through yeah. both Spotify and Apple, um, for once it was not something that the three of us in this room did. Yeah. Um, we normally suck at admin, which is why you heard the pre-show meeting happening as the show went on today. <laughs> yeah. Pretty um, much. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, it was Lipson that actually screwed it up, uh, which doesn't happen often. And by Saturday it was fixed because I got the full show on Saturday, uh, when I went to listen to it. Um, but on the, on various outlets, it was a, a little bit short. Uh, so, uh, we do apologize for that. Uh, and Taylor, as always, uh, friend of the show, thank you very much uh, for getting in touch so quickly to let us know um, that the show yeah. was short uh, and, and we were able to, to contact Lipson and, and see what we could do. Um, and then, as always, Ethan and Ray, it was a pleasure chatting during your, uh, during your matches, guys. I tell you, I really, really, really wanted it to be a, a producer mistake just because, let's face it, it makes for good radio to just always bash on the producer. You know I have a mic. Yeah, I know you have a mic. <laughs> <laughs> makes for good radio to talk about uh, resetting the board to zero and how uh and how the producer screws up again or she's you know anyway. stop pay, stop playing your farm game and pay attention to the goddamn show that kind of stuff sorry russ you know i can mute your mic hey, oh i know you totally can now we're talking <laughs> yeah hey, she's hovering it. her hit finger it. over no, top of it. the uh button what do you want to talk about? She's hovering her finger over top of the <laughs> plate. How, how you, you doing? doing? Not bad. How are you? You're looking good tonight. Hey, thank you, thank honey. You. So you are you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I got to listen to him. For Sam Graham, this is Sam Houston. <laughs> He's committing to it. I know. No, just turn it back on. It's yeah. fine. I don't, I don't want to make him cry. Yeah, no. Well, you know, it's I, I'm driving the bus, okay? As so always, though, works. everybody, I do want to say, please get in touch. Uh, again, at DU Football Show on all the social medias, DUFootballShow at gmail.com to send in an email. Um, we really do get back to you, and it's a pleasure talking to all you guys. Seriously. Um, quick programming note. Next week, we're going to have games in the midweek and on the weekend as well. So that's a whole bunch of games to talk about. We are going to uh, have a special guest next week. Sam, I told you we would have a toffee. 
and confirmed tonight. Uh, Danny, while you doing found the show, another person that actually likes that team within the 700 miles. Of we're going to have uh, John <laughs> with us, the uh, president of the uh, DC Toffees, to uh, talk London, uh, well, North London Derby and Merseyside Derby, and also State of the Union with uh, Everton. We'll likely, uh, because I know it's going to go really long, we're probably going to go ahead and take that show and break it up into a couple of parts, talk about the midweek, and then go ahead and do a, a weekend preview Just a as weekend well. preview, yeah, yeah. And then we'll recap all 20 the following week. Yeah, we'd rather uh, give I you think. an hour and then a 45-minute show as opposed to giving you a two-hour show. So. Yeah. Just Absolutely. a lot, to, a lot to talk about, a lot worth talking about. So yeah, um, I'm gonna, um, I'll uh, prepare a list of questions. I actually do some admin for once, and um, only half of them will be digs. Oh my god, you mean to tell me Sam Graham might actually drive the bus for thirty seconds? Yeah, I might. I, you know what? I, I think I have a good plan. All right, excellent, excellent. Just, just remember, ready. just remember, He's whatever gonna, you do, whatever you do comes back tenfold. Just remember <laughs> that. Okay, I'm sure it does. All right, Only boys and girls. Questions about Liverpool. Again, thank you, thank you so very much for joining us. Uh, for you know, Sam Graham, Sam Houston, and until uh, next week, everybody. Good night. Good night. All these things I've done before. My name is D-Day, and I'm 29 years old, and I currently reside in Sarasota, Florida. I am married to my wonderful husband, Bruce Day. My strategy is to use my husband's brains and intelligence. He's always giving me direction and feedback, and I am absolutely going to take all his tips and win this competition. It's game day, baby! It's game day!